Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP. Diving into physiology, neuroscience, and linguistics so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career, moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money, or make a difference. Tune in weekly if you care more than others think wise as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to receive our newsletter and receive free transcripts of each show. Here's your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm very excited. I've got Sean D'Souza here with us and he's waiting patiently online. He is well known for his three months vacation podcast and he's designed his work and his life around having three months off a year and is still running a very vibrant and dynamic company that is constantly busy. He also fits in reading over a hundred books a year. Uh, an author, trainer, public speaker, very generous with his knowledge and helped me immensely. Welcome, Sean. Hi, how are you doing? Excellent, thank you. Thank you. So, because I know your passion and I know you have a lot, I'm kind of keen to jump right in. For people that haven't heard of you, could you explain the, the three-month vocation philosophy? Well, it's not so much of a vacation as a vacation, but uh, it's uh, the thing is that I started out um, in business a long time ago. I probably spent more of my time in business than working for anyone. But even with a business, what you do is you work madly and you don't work efficiently. And so... When we started up Psychotactics, which was around 2002, I had this crazy idea that we could take three months off. And so we set about trying to prove the idea. Now, we started late 2002, August of 2002. So it's now 16 years almost to the date. And uh, it's it, 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 I just needed to figure out how am I going to do this. And the brain is a very interesting thing. It, if you give it a challenge, it'll meet up to the challenge. So by 2004, we were taking three months off. And this means that you have to do a lot of planning. You have to do a lot of stuff that you would not normally do if you just sat around. I found that one year we tried to avoid taking the vacation and we uh, our income reduced and our stress increased. So we take vacations now. So what are some of the things you put in place to enable you to do that? Well, the first thing that you have to do is you have to plan. So what we do is we start off the year in around November. We sit down and we work out what the next year is going to look like. And the first thing we do is we plan the vacation. So, for instance, I can tell you that uh, although it's not November, we already know that in May we will be in um, in Sweden in September, we will be in Virginia in December, and this is 2017 now. So in, in December, we will be in Sri Lanka and India. 
and um, probably going up all the way to 2018, uh, where we will be in Japan. So that's the level we're actually planning the vacations first. Then we plan uh, the the short breaks, which are uh, not like not weekends. So we take weekends off as well, but we also plan short breaks. So in between vacations, say about. Uh, so, so we take vacations every 12 weeks, so about six weeks or so, we take a break as well. And I know this is sounding all very glamorous, um, but we then put in the work in between that time. And it's amazing how efficient you get when you know that you have limited amounts of time. When you have endless amounts of time, it's like you know governments building motorways, uh, they build more motorways and more cars crowded and you, you never get rid of it. But the moment you start thinking and you say, let's start building motorways, let's start doing something else instead. How can people commute in half the time and have half the cars or half the, and, and then you start to get some, some smartness going on instead of just stupidity. And I think that a lot of businesses either run, inefficiently or they work too hard and so you get the other end of the spectrum where people are working very efficiently but they're just you know going from speaking engagement to speaking engagement they're just going crazy you know they're just exhausted all the time and that's not the kind of business i wanted to lead um i I just didn't want to follow that life uh i wanted to live a good life and create the stuff that i wanted to do and so Vacation helps me to uh, calm down, to think about stuff, to read, to learn about new cultures. It's it's a it's it's not just this this thing that you do just to prove a point. It's something that is integral to my way of life. So you ask different questions, by the sounds of it, than a lot of other business owners yes. might ask. Yes, I mean. You can do this for anything. When we are usually, we don't, you know, I, I just bought an electric car the other day. It's a BMW i3. Electric cars have been around for a long time. Yes. But the question, the question has never been how can we go a long distance without, you know, putting fuel or petrol in the car. Uh, it's always been, we've always done it this way. Let's keep doing it this way. Well, you only have to sit in an electric car once to absolutely fall in love with it. It's just astounding. It's there's, there's there's no experience that you probably had in a car recently that even comes close to it. Right. And and it's by asking a strange question. It is, you know, BMW asked, "How can we create a car that's almost one piece? How can we create a car that is completely recycled? So every bit of the car is recycled. Every bit of the the company." That or the section that makes these cars uh, runs on wind power. Everything is recycled. There is not a scrap of stuff, as far as I know, that is just you know not recycled. So it's uh, it's a you ask these questions. I mean, you look at Volvo. Volvo. I mean, you know, everyone wears seat belts, and some people hate seat belts. But the point is, it saves lives. And before Volvo came along and said, you know, how can we make cars really safe for people people were just you know meeting with accidents and dying for no reason so it takes a lot of guts 
even in your own business to say, how can I stop doing this thing I'm doing, even though it sounds really good right now and I'm making a lot of money doing it. So we've applied this to our business as well. You know, we used to have a protege program uh, over three years. That program uh, earned us over half a million dollars. We stopped it. We just, so people say, well, how can you walk away from a half million dollars? But the point is not that. The point is, what do you really want to do with your life and how can you redesign it so it becomes more efficient and you enjoy your your work and your vacation? Sponsor of this week's NLPCourses.com podcast show is the NLP Train the Trainer Only for the Ambitions who wish to make a living teaching NLP. Apply for your place in this world-class training by heading over to the NLPCourses.com. So that quality of life and work balance that a lot of people are striving for really comes down to asking better questions. Of course. It's, you, you, you know, I often, not often, very rarely speak at events. So sometimes I'll go to the US or the UK or someplace and you hear the speakers go on stage and they will talk about how they're working at the beach, which is ridiculous because if you're at the beach and you're working, then uh, that's like a paradox in itself, yeah. right? So, so, but what happens is the interesting bit is when they get off stage and you're one of the speakers and they're not really mingling with the audience. They're kind of shielding themselves from the audience, but they're speaking to the other people, the other speakers, and all of them or most of them, without an exception, are talking about their kids. They're talking about their kids back home. They're talking about how they miss them, how they spend so much time on the road. And when they get on stage, it's a different thing. It's like, you know, we're doing really well. So then what's their definition of well? If you're getting off stage and you're miserable at some level and you're getting on stage and you're this happy person, there is something missing. I mean... You know, you have to change the questions. You have to say, well, if it makes you so happy to be with your kids, how can you be with your kids and not have to reduce your income? And there is an answer. So what questions would you like to have asked yourself when you first started off your business? I think I asked myself, the, the thing is that it looks like there's a finite question to ask, a specific question to ask. But there isn't what you'd call a specific question. The question is, what do I want? Or rather, if you want to boil it down to a finite question, it's like, what do I really want from my life at this point in time? And no matter how many times you ask that question, you know, in the year, in a decade, the question is the same, but the answer changes. So the question that I ask, what do I want for my life at this point in time? And the answer right now is I want it to be more like 2002. And in 2002, I had more time to just sit at the cafe and do nothing for a few hours. Right. So that's the part of me, that's the part that I missed. Uh uh, or maybe the the maybe it was like I wanted to be part of 1994, and maybe I would go dancing every weekend, and so maybe that's how do I go dancing every weekend, or at least more often than I do now. Uh, 
these are questions that you have to ask yourself. Um, over the last few years, I've added more work to my schedule. Uh, and that's what people do. People add more work. Uh, they don't add more life. And usually the things that they miss is the life. And so you have to claw back all the time. You have to say, well, what what am I going to do which brings me the things that really make me happy? And uh, that's part of the planning that goes in, you know, every Friday we have a meeting, Renuka and I, and that's Renuka's my wife, and, and that's what we discuss. We discuss not just what we have to do at work, but also what we don't have to do or what we have to drop. And then not just what we have to do personally, but what we have to drop. You know, if something's taking up too much time or you just drop it. I'll give you a simple example. Yesterday, I sold my old car. Uh, I got three offers in about 10 minutes. I took one of the offers and I was done. Now, I'm in a comfortable position so I can walk away from, say, $500 more. But the point is that in those just those three calls, I had spent over an hour just explaining to them what the car was about, their questions, all that stuff. Now, imagine if I took six calls or nine calls or 12 calls, and what you're looking at is four hours of my time, another four hours of energy lost. We're looking at a whole day. And the question for me is then, can I make those $500 in the day or is it worth all of that extra $500 that I might get, I might not even get. So these are the kinds of things that just suck up your energy in your day and people are happy to go through it and waste time and I'm not, I'm not prepared to do that. Absolutely. And I know one of the things that you do on a regular basis is invest on in yourself. You do a lot of education. Yeah. And uh, what have you been exploring recently? What I tend to do is I listen to a lot of audiobooks, a lot of podcasts, because I go for a walk every day. Um, in fact, I just went for a walk this morning. Um, and I think that a lot of people struggle because they don't have input. So it's like everything in life. To, to cook a, a dish, you have to have ingredients. And you just can't do whatever you're doing every day and then get different results. You have to have input all the time. I wouldn't say that I go to as many seminars or workshops anymore um, simply because <laughs> it frustrates me how bad the speakers are. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's less... It's less uh, I, I enjoy going to these trips because I find it great value sitting in a plane doing nothing but thinking. Um, I find it great value talking to people when you get there. Uh, it's not so much networking. It's just you're not at the office, and that's a great benefit for your, you know, just stepping outside your zone and, and looking at yourself from a, a different perspective. But, yeah, sitting in the audience with really bad speakers – it frustrates me a lot. So I spend a lot of time outside the room and that's not how I intend to spend my time. But it's still, I go. I don't go as often. Right. And what would you say makes a great speaker then? Uh, a great speaker is a, needs to be a, a great storyteller. Um, they need to know how long the story needs to go, how much contrast it needs to have. 
but then they also need to cover the points. They need to give enough examples. Um, uh, it's a structure that you have to follow. And um, there is a friend of mine, Eugene Moreau. He came up with this concept called the 13-box system. And I think any speaker that wants to learn how to speak should listen or read the 13-box system and then apply it because there are horrendous speakers out there. I mean, and these are, I'm not talking about some newbies. I'm talking about people who are considered to be on the speaking circuit who are charging $20,000. They cannot speak. They're just, they have this adoring fan following that, that seems to tell them that they're great and then they don't bother fixing their speeches and well, it doesn't seem to bother anyone but me, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> That's it for part one of this two-part interview with Sean D'Souza, and look forward to catching up with you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to NLPCourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review, and make sure to head over to NLPCourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter, where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro linguistics, programming, and beyond.